If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I wanna make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pulled back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3X increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from 8,000 per month, for example, to 20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Hey everybody, welcome to Double Your Sales Now, where you learn all the tips, mindset shifts, tools and strategies to two times your sales in any niche. I'm your host, Ursula Minches, and I can't wait to dive into today's show with Amanda Johnson. So let's get started. First, I just want to say hello to Amanda. A welcome to the Double Your Sales Now podcast. I am so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. You're one of my very first guests, and which is totally appropriate since we've been on this journey together for a while. And I know you're going to tell some of those interesting stories and we're going to have a fun conversation today. So welcome. And I want to tell everybody a little bit about who you are. I mean, you're one of my besties in the whole world. Amanda and I have, like, we've been through it. We've been up, we've been down, we've been upside down. We are each other's quitting coaches on those days. We no longer want to be in business. And so I consider her, you know, one of my best friends in the world. And she's also a speaker, author, message strategist, and mindful messenger. Amanda helps aspiring and struggling speakers, authors, and coaches rewrite their stories from lies to love and change their world with their own powerful messages. After years of engaging, clarifying, and helping others develop powerful messages as a student, teacher, and master writing coach, Amanda uncovered her own. The decision to share it launched her on a journey of personal and professional transformation that quickly made her limited life unrecognizable. In her best-selling book, Upside Down Mommy, Amanda shares the butterfly approach philosophy responsible for her successes as a parent, wife, messenger, and coach. And so on a personal note, I just want to say that, you know, because of Amanda, I have best-selling books. She, you know, takes what I write and makes it really smart and (laughs) make sure it all makes sense before I put it out to the world. And, you know, my books have won countless awards. They've been bestsellers. And I know that God put you in my life because otherwise my books would be really bad, probably sitting on a shelf somewhere wondering what they should do with themselves. I just want to say thank you for that first. They're not bad. They're just sometimes not in the right order. See, okay, good. You make me feel so much better. Awesome. Well, Amanda is just amazing at helping people get their messages out. And you know, now you've expanded your business, you're helping people with their messages before they write their books, so they make sense, and then they expand into their the world of book writing. And at the end, Amanda's going to share some of her tips with us. So you want to stay on for that, because she's going to share with you how to really get your message out to the world. But we're all here because we want to know, you know, how she doubled her sales, and how you know, you can apply some of these tips and tools and strategies to your business and what you're doing. So Amanda, let's dive in. I've got the same questions I'm asking everyone, but I really want to know because each answer is unique and different, which is exciting. So think back when you launched your business, what limiting beliefs 
did you have about sales or selling? So go way back, you know, and think back to that first launch. And when you realized that you actually had to go out and sell something, what came up for you? Well, I, I was thinking about this question. I was remembering that it's actually something that happened just before it that you were also involved in that helped me to launch. And that was, you know, when I got the idea to write my own book and decided that in order to write it and launch it and move it into the world, I was going to attract a certain someone into my life. And I called you and you were like, yeah, let's do it. And then I called everyone else and they were like, you're insane. You cannot accomplish that. For some reason, I just had that knowing. I literally went from wondering what my purpose was in life and wondering what I was supposed to be doing. And if I was just going to be this massive failure with a smile on my face that fooled everyone into thinking I was successful to knowing what I was here to do, you know, the message I was here to give. And so that person walked into a sizzler behind me three months later and really changed the game for me as far as what's possible for me. Because until I met you, I'd been trying to figure this whole thing out. What were the limiting beliefs that were keeping me from living my life? And then here I meet you and you're it's like you added your quantum magic to it. And this person enters and I'm like, oh my God, look at what I am really capable of. So then a few years later, when I start working on my own business, I think the number one thing was not, can I do it? But what is it worth? When I was talking about that sales conversation, that limiting sales belief was really what is the worth of my expertise and my services? And so, you know, we played with that. What's all of your ideas about what's the low number that you could deal with? What's the high number and what feels good? And, And so then once I got to that place, the second belief I hit was that I really didn't want to be perceived as pushy. You know, (laughs) I knew I could help people. I didn't know how much it was worth. And I also knew that people were spending a lot of time and energy and stress trying to get these books done and I could make it easier. So it was that balance of what does this whole sales thing look like without being that pushy salesperson that I had known in my past and didn't like. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? I mean, we hear that over and over again. And you've been in a lot of the same rooms that I've been in and with some of my clients, and we hear that. And it's the number one belief that I talk about limiting belief is really about being pushy and what are people going to think of me? And I think it's where people, everyone, almost everyone, unless you're, you know, I don't know, born into a special family that didn't have any limiting beliefs. I'm not sure they exist, but, you know, it's just like, what are people going to think of me? What if they think I'm pushy? And it boils down to, you know, our ego part of us, like we want to be liked. We want people to respect what we do. We want people to see the value. But what you're getting at, Amanda, is that you had to see that value first before other people could. And as soon as you did, you know, the right clients start to show up. I want to take a step back to your other story because I wanted to make sure people know, I mean, a little bit of what you're talking about. When Amanda talks about, you know, attracting someone that they made a decision, she wanted to have a certain mentor attracted into her life and you got clear on it. I'm thinking you wrote it down at some point. You told me and I said, that sounds awesome. And you know, you told others and they were like, that's insane, which is kind of funny. But the point being, you want to find those people, number one, who you can trust, so you can share those dreams and goals about, you know, increasing your business or attracting a certain mentor. But this mentor was the perfect mentor because she was, I mean, I think a New York Times bestselling author at that point. I mean, I want to make sure people get the full scope of who you attracted, who showed up at a sizzler right behind you. And who, you know, inevitably you ended up, you know, doing some work with and and learning a lot. A lot of lessons came from that and a lot of growth. But again, it goes back to 
in that moment, you also connected with the belief that you were worth it and what you were doing was worth it. Because I think our listeners, some of you might need to connect with that belief again, or not again, but maybe for the first time that you are worth it. And if you could see where Amanda is today, and you know, the business that she's doing and who she's working with and her top 20%, it's amazing to see that, you know, that quantum leap that you took with that one belief. So I just wanted to share a little bit more about that. Anything else you want to add? Yeah, and I think it is a little bit tricky, too, because part of my belief about that I'm worthy and that I deserve it was this deep knowing about my purpose, that what I was going to do was an expression of who I'm here to be. And so what's interesting about that is that once you have that conversation, it's like, how can you not do this, right? We joke about Mm -hmm. that all the time. Okay, what else are you going to do? How how can I not do this? But then attaching a dollar amount to it gets really kind of weird because it's your purpose. It's like, how do you put a dollar amount on that? And so for me, it's always this interesting balance between, you know, owning my purpose and my worth and also establishing some sort of value to it, which is every year I see a little bit more about, oh, look at the things that I basically gave away the first few years because I didn't know that other people can't do that stuff. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. part of my natural gifting and talent. So great point about, you know, when it's your purpose, it can feel so easy. And how do you put a price on that? You know, people who are listening, you might be in a different niche, a product, you know, you might be selling for someone else where you don't, you know, create the pricing or the structure. But for those of you who do, you know, that that in itself can be a deep journey of discovering more about who you are going upside down, as Amanda says, probably more than once, and then coming up and realizing that this is unique, this skill set that you have, and you are doing a disservice to the world if you don't get it out there. So one of the things I think that's important to note, Amanda, that you're hitting on is that your purpose, and the difference you needed to make in other people's lives like mine, and the problem you needed to solve became bigger than your limiting belief. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of what you're saying as well? That's exactly what I'm saying. It kind of blew the roof off of what was possible for me and what I should do. So then it was just a matter of questioning how and what should I charge and then negotiating. You know, when people say, (laughs) well, that's too much, you know, that's a whole other fun conversation that gets played. Right. And then that's about their belief, Mm -hmm. right? Which when you understand this world of beliefs, then you can coach them through that process which I know you do, and you do it very well. So one of the reasons I'm excited about this show is to help, I mean, obviously help people double their sales. That's why we're here. Mm -hmm. But also to find that moment of when my guest on the show, you did double your sales, because there's a moment we remember when we realized it happened. And it could be you know, a month that you doubled your sales, it could be a year. But is there a moment that sticks out for you when you look back, Amanda, where you're like, Oh, that was the moment I finally did it. I doubled my sales for the first time. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, there are actually two there are probably many times two significant ones that popped out. The first one was in 2009. And I decided to consolidate all of these things that I was doing into a business called true to intention. And I, of course, had to jump into your quantum leap program that you're running at the time. And I remember thinking that I had a little boy at home. I had a grandmother that I was caregiving. I'm married. And so 
I had priorities that were also running my show behind the scenes. So our conversation about, well, what could you do to grow this business quickly? For me, I had a limitation around my time, a true limitation. And so then it was like, because we had this conversation about what's the quickest and fastest way, I had this idea that what if I just partnered with somebody who's telling people to write books all the time, but can't actually help them to do it, you know, because we've been in tons of those rooms, right? You need a book for credibility and you need a book for this. (laughs) And and then people go, they, they start writing everything and it makes no sense. It's so frustrating. That was me. (laughs) And so what I thought was, what if I just partner with someone? And you're like, that's a great idea. Do you know anyone like that? And of course, the person that I had attracted a few years earlier was getting into that space of helping people write and speak. And so I thought, oh my goodness, I could actually partner with this big brand and provide a service that they can't offer and so I called and who do I say, a logo, a business card, a website or anything. She told me, of course, you can share my stage with me in two weeks. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So two weeks later, I had everything that I needed to sell from the stage. And I doubled my sales that day. I made more money that day than I did the year before completely. So that was the first moment of just being okay. really smart about where I put myself. I have to stop you before you share another moment because I'm sure there's people who are listening who are like, what? You did this without a what? You didn't have anything ready? I mean, so many entrepreneurs I talk to are getting ready to get started, to get going, especially if they're you know creating their own business. And I think this is such a great reminder of what's possible when you step into what you really want, when you work on your limiting beliefs, and when you decide to create at this what I think of as that next level, whatever that is for you in your life, it's it's calling you. Yeah. And the other thing that I love that you shared is that, you know, you are a mom of the most amazing child in the world. You are a wife to a wonderful, loving husband. You were a caretaker at the time. Like you've got this very full life. Because I remember one time someone said to me, well, you know, they were talking to me at that moment. They said, the reason you're so successful is because you're not a mom. Mm-hmm. And of course, for me, that stung because I wanted more than anything to be a, a mom. And let's just say the most successful years of my business have been since I've been a mother. So I just want to reflect that back to you that you had all this stuff going on, all these reasons you could have said, I can't do it. And you instead flipped it into a belief of, well, I have limited time, so it's got to work with my schedule. So for people who are listening, like there's no obstacle that's bigger than your dream unless you let it be. Yeah. Anything you want to add to that? And I know you want to share your next, share your yeah, next story, you know, double story. I think the other thing too that's really important for me to share is what happened in those two weeks, right? Because I had this conversation <laughs> with this big brand. And of course, while I'm on the phone, I'm texting Ursula, oh my God, it's two weeks. Like I need help figuring out, you know, cause we hadn't done any of that. Like how do we partner? What are the percentages? What are the numbers? Like we hadn't done anything. And so Again, I was running up against my own limiting beliefs about who am I to partner with this huge brand and and what is the value that I'm adding to this room and how do I negotiate this? So there was plenty of upside down in those two weeks. You can't accomplish a ton of curriculum and website development and branding stuff in two weeks without a little bit of that insanity or a whole lot of it, actually. But yeah, that kind of positioned me to run a successful business pretty easily. And then two years later, I was thinking, we actually, because we're besties, we end up doing a lot of our business strategy in the hot tub at the spa. (laughs) (laughs) 
right? That's the best place to do it. So many good ideas happen. So it's like, well, this is the part of my business I'm so frustrated with and I wish I could, you know, and then we work it out and some sort of brilliance comes out of it. And, and so I remember that we had some ideas about what we were going to do that year. I went, actually, I was involved in another program, went and worked on this quote unquote master plan that I was going to come home and work on. I came home from that event. And all of a sudden I started hearing my people say, you know, I'm done with the manuscript, but I've been talking to these designers and I don't like anything that they're giving me the, you know, as far as what the cover looks like. I don't like their ideas for the interior and I don't like, and I need someone to help me with the editing and all this stuff. And I thought, Oh my God, what was the one thing that I said to you for years? I will never run a team. Oh, right. Over and over again. Like this. That was a belief. It was a decision really. Like I just do not want to manage people. And so I decided, but what had happened was because I was thinking about growth that year, this series of things happened in order. So they asked me, you know, what is the need? Or they showed me what their need was. I started thinking about what I could create for them to make that happen. My team members that I could easily pull together. Of course, I already had all of that in my space ready to pull together, right? It wasn't something I had to work too hard for. And so inside of a few weeks, I had that experience. And then one of the people that I had partnered with was offering to do these book signings on a book that we worked on together. And so I thought, oh, what if I could help them through the production process and really get them excited about getting it actually done? Because, you know, books get to the back burner often. So how can we keep this up front? (laughs) And so I thought, what if I launched this huge event in six months with this big celebrity person? And it could be so fun. And my people could be on stage and share their message. and People could be inspired. And so, of course, you were the first phone call. I remember I was in the Panera parking lot in Riverside (laughs) shaking because the lightning bolt had hit me. And I was like, can I do this? And it was like, yeah, let's do this. And we not only did that, but it was a standing room only event. I mean, it was such a magical, cool event. It was amazing. It was hearing all your authors on stage, seeing you on stage, hearing what you were sharing, seeing people in the room who were so inspired. I know many of them probably went on to be your clients and to write books with you and to get to that next level. The impact was huge. And it actually inside of three months, I tripled my revenue just by creating that one extra program. So one extra program. So let's go back to that lightning bolt moment. Panera is a great place to have those I found. So if you live in other places in the United States, Panera is a cafe and they have free coffee refills, which is really important when you're writing a book or doing any kind of work, (laughs) I think. Anyway, so lightning bolt moment. Mm -hmm. We all get those. We don't always act on them. So how did you have the courage to follow through on what you knew was like a divine download, an idea that would go on to like triple your revenue? Well, there was a true need for my clients. And so I was going to do that anyways, just to meet that need, because we couldn't figure out any other solutions. And I had one, so why not? And then that idea about the huge event, I mean, I'd been to your events before, so I had experience. I looked at it and I thought, you know, I actually have all of the skills that I need to do this because I've done it in micro ways over the years. So I think it was just this, you know, seeing all of the divine connections that were happening, all of the opportunity kind of meeting in the middle. And, you know, when that happens, things just happen. You almost don't have to work too hard for them because you can just see like, oh, this is already going in this direction. Let me just jump into this flow and mm-hmm. add my stuff to it, you know, add my own unique part in it. But you still had to be willing. And 
you know, a lot of times people, Napoleon Hill talks about this and think and grow rich, right? You stop, we stop three feet from gold. And I think more times than not, people stop themselves. You could have still have done it. Like you could have gone and moved forward with the program without maybe doing the bigger event, but I don't know that it wouldn't have had such a big impact and the impact equaled you, you know, tripling your sales. So just, you know, I'm sure there were times when you went upside down, which I love that term, you use it in your book, but you know, what kept you going? Was it the belief in your purpose? Was it seeing just, were you thinking about your clients? Like, I think everyone would love to know, like, how do you keep going when you want to stop? I can see the event. When it happened, when that lightning bolt happened, it was like I was already at that event. I already saw my clients walking across the stage. I already saw this other person being at the event. I already saw the impact that I was going to be able to create in that room. And that's what I couldn't walk away from. Like, if I can dream it, I can create that. And why would I keep that from these people? Right. So at some point you shifted into, we're going to use my term, a new belief zone, right? Like you shifted into a belief that not only was it possible that you were going to do it and you could see the end result. I mean, you had a knowing at that point. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, I had this knowing and then I also was really concerned about the impact that I was going to make and the sales you know, I had to figure out those numbers and that had me upside down too, because we were running pilot programs on production and didn't know how long it was really going to take and all of this. But that impact that I was going to make, I had no idea that it was going to triple my revenue. Like I didn't run the numbers that far ahead of time. I basically Mm -hmm. looked back at the end of that quarter because I was so busy making stuff happen that I was like, holy crap, look at that. Right. What happened? Oh, new service, big new event, you know. So this is perfect. So after you tripled your sales, what did you believe about sales and selling then? Like if you could put it into one sentence, what was your new belief looking back? You know, that what I do creates impact and it has value and that it really is a disservice for me to not be offering this to other people. Mm -hmm. And you connected that with the value, like at Mm -hmm. some point the value that connected. Yep. Perfect. So again, looking back, we're doing a lot of reflection here, but I really want to get into these beliefs. When you look back, Amanda, at the course of doubling and tripling your sales and, and all the things that you've done, what is that number one limiting belief that you changed looking back that you know now that you transformed into a new belief that is just a knowing for you today? I think it's that it has to be hard. That was the one that changed. Mm. When I Say saw more about that. that. Yeah, when I saw that I could just position myself next to someone who really needed my help and add value to their community and serve people and also build my own business, like why would I go out and kill myself doing all of these other things that people do in order to build business? So the quickest and fastest way has always really resonated with me and really given me permission to think outside of that box think of outside of the other formulas that people feel like, well, this formula worked for this person. I'm just going to work it until, you know, like, yeah, you know, it's a formula, but you don't realize all that stuff that has to go into it. So for me, it was just always about quickest and fastest. How can I make this easy? It does not have to be hard. (laughs) It doesn't have to be hard. I want everyone to write that down. It does not have to be hard. Bob Proctor said it. He said, you know, it's easier to make $50,000 a month than it is to make $50,000 a year. I used to bang my head against the wall. What does he mean by that? I get it now. I get it because it is about impact as Amanda's talking about. It's about leverage. It's about, you know, connecting with the right community, all of those pieces coming together. So looking back, and this is for all of our listeners, what are the two strategies that you think helped you the most when it came to doubling and and tripling your sales in your case? 
it's that first piece of, you know, the quickest, fastest, and also most aligned with my priorities. So mm. what is that avenue? Because I, I'm really glad that I built a business with a son and a husband and a grandma. <laughs> because, yeah, right. Because I didn't go through that phase of like giving everything over to the business and then trying to figure out how to negotiate my life around it. Like that was my core. And then I had to figure out how this other thing was going to wrap around that. So that part, quickest, fastest, and most aligned with my priorities. The second strategy was also listening for what my clients were asking for. You know, for me, it's not always about new clients, it's about this long relationship that I have with people through the process of writing and producing a book and then a signature talk and curriculum, you know, like we're together for a long time. And so for me, it's always about listening for what they need and creating that next thing or partnering with someone who can offer that. Beautiful. So quickest, fast and easiest, which was also a belief shift for you. And also though, which tied to the most alignment with your family life, you know, family being your priority. So great reminder on let's understand what our values are so that we don't create a business that's not in alignment with our values because we see people do that all the time. They burn out. A lot of very negative things happen. So great reminder there. And then listening to what your clients are asking for. Brilliant. We need to be asking our clients. We just went through this process in my business and we had people who were asking for things and we hadn't been listening because we've been so busy focusing on new, 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 but we had existing clients who were like, what about this? Why aren't you doing this? Can we have this? We want this. And you know, they were asking for more community and more connection with each other. Okay, we can do that. So those two things, I think we often forget, you know, that if we pay attention to what we're sitting on right now, there's a lot of business there too. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Awesome. So we've shared a lot. Anything you want to sum up about, you know, what we talked about today before we get into what you're going to share about messaging? Nope. I think that's it. Cool. All right. So as we talked about earlier, Amanda is an expert in messaging. And I asked Amanda today to share two to three strategies that she teaches her clients to help them, you know, have more impact on their clients and their lives and their businesses. So take it away. Well, I think the first one is that you really need to know as much about the journey as you can. <laughs> right? Yeah. There are a lot of like magic pill things out there where it's like, all you have to do is and it's true that you can bust through limiting beliefs and make things happen very quickly, but not everyone talks about the process and the journey of that, that there are moments of upside down, that you have to figure out how to make yourself safe in those moments, how to deal with those limiting beliefs when they come up, and then how to break through and make those things happen. And for me, you know, I always had you in my corner with this amazing model of how to do this. I had a really great community around me. And so I had that, I had that piece of like people who understood the process and allowed me to be real inside of it. So for me, it's about, you know, getting real about <laughs> the journey, whether it's in sales or messaging, get real about it. It's not always easy in the sense of, you know, there are things that you're going to have to do that are going to be really uncomfortable. They're going to push you out of that comfort zone into your new belief zone, but all of it's worth it, but it's all part of that journey. So that's the first thing is really be clear about what you're jumping into. The second strategy is something that's really been, man, it has been so in my face this year working with people. It's really important that, you know, I work with a lot of experts in different areas who then try to bring their expertise into a book, right? But then mm -hmm. they have all of these limiting beliefs about the book writing process, that it has to be hard, that it has to take forever, that they don't know how to write well, that, you know, there's a huge number of them. But one of the key things that I've seen is that 
when they get in the process of writing a book, they kind of forget all of their secret sauce, so to speak. So for instance, I have someone who has gone through program after program after program, unable to finish her book. And when she got to me, she said, you know, how is yours different? And I said, well, how have you achieved this long list of credentials and degrees and certifications? What were the common themes in those programs that made you successful? What were the actions that you took every day? What are your strengths that made those things so easy for you? And why the hell aren't you doing that when you're writing your book? Right. <laughs> or purchasing a program to write a book, right? Like, so if you know right. that you need accountability and community, you need someone to talk to and work things out with, you need one-on-one expert support because that's what helped you in those previous programs. Then when you're buying programs or you're asking for help, make sure that you're leveraging all of those same strengths because I guess, you know, it's accessing all of those achieving beliefs that you have before. You don't have to fight against all of the limiting ones once you get there. So that's the second one is really figure out how to leverage your strengths. Don't forget that you've already achieved a lot and figure out how you did that and how you can apply that over here to the book writing process or the speaking process or training. Yeah. And then third thing is, we talk about this a lot because this happens so much with experts. Remember when we were working on your first book and I was like, okay, Earth, this is all level one stuff. And this is all level two. Like, this is your next book. And you're like, I know, but you were so excited about it because it was new stuff. And we had that conversation about like, but they're not ready for it. And so for me, one of the most important things that any person in messaging can do is go straight to where their audience is right now. Don't make any assumptions about what they know. Don't make any assumptions that they already know all of these things that came to you innately or especially through training because then you'll lose them. You can't start where you are and expect people to arrive there. You have to start where they are and create a journey that they can take with you to get where you are. So, and you know, the other thing too is the story. Like, don't forget the story. The story is the way. You know, it's far more compelling than data and concepts. We're all wired for story and we actually require what stories offer us. You know, they allow us to kind of insert ourselves into someone else's story or someone else's belief system for a little while. You know, when people are listening to your story from a stage, they have the opportunity to insert themselves into your experience and kind of take on those achieving beliefs without all of that work. (laughs) so why would you have them you know go through these are the things that you do to change a belief of course you're going to share that with them but without the story there's nothing to kind of help them make that quantum shift really quickly and the same thing is true when you're messaging I love it so be clear about what you're jumping into leverage your strengths and go straight to where your clients are but also make sure you share your story because that's where your magic is and that can help them move even faster through whatever lessons you're sharing did I get that you did. Yeah. yeah and <laughs> you're making me laugh about the book writing process. I'm sure some of you can relate to this if you've written a book or if you're thinking about it. This is sage advice from Amanda because you'll start to write a book and then you'll add some chapters that really do belong in your next book. My greatest challenge has been my second book always, or not my second, my next book always starts to write itself before I'm done with the book I'm working on right now. And it's a real problem for me and for Amanda. (laughs) 
<laughs> so we always have to go. Amanda's always like, all right, settle down, go back and focus. On, go finish the book you're working on now before you start writing the next one. But it's like, once you get into the world of messaging, you start to see all the ways that you can help people and all these things that have been easy for you that can make a difference in other people's lives. So thank you for sharing that. And on that note, Amanda, how can people get more of you? I know you have a couple things to share. I think you have something free to give them as well as how they can learn more if they are interested in contacting you or working with you. Sure. The best way to kind of see what I do if they want to just dip a toe in is to go to my website, which is truetointention.com and grab that free gift. It's basically a call series that I did in 2013 about how I wrote, published, and launched my number one bestseller, Upside Down Mommy, in less than three months. Because Remember that? I scheduled six, but I only really had three from the time I started writing to the time it had to be on Amazon becoming a bestseller. So I shared all those secrets. I also brought you and some of my other favorite clients into that process to talk about what secrets help them to really move very quickly through those different phases that we all go through as a messenger. So that's the free gift. Go check that out. Everyone who does it, you know, enjoys it, loves it. And then the last piece is, you know, if you are ready to work on your message, whether you know what that is or not, (laughs) you can contact me at amanda at trudointention.com. And we can talk about your message and your ideas and your vision and map your journey forward. Awesome. Thank you, Amanda, for being here today and for being a beacon of light to so many people. I can only imagine how many books are going to get written this year with you and in the next 10 years, the next 50 years. How fun is that to think about? So (laughs) exciting. So thank you. Loved having you. You're welcome. Thank you. It's fun. I want to thank everyone for listening and being part of our community. And, you know, I hope you take Amanda up on those offers and get involved in her community. If you're new to the show or if you haven't heard about us and you want to learn more, we have a free gift on my website. If you go to www.salescoachnow.com, again, that's sales with an S, salescoachnow.com. Just scroll down a little bit. You'll see we have a free offer and it's almost a $500 value. It's sales secrets of the top 10%. It's a video series that I did and we've gotten great feedback from people. After you watch it, there's an opportunity to also grab a sales strategy session with me or one of our coaches. We'd love to connect with you that way. If you are, you know, wanting more and you have questions or you'd love to have me come and speak at your next event, email me directly at Ursula, U-R-S-U-L-A at salescoachnow.com. And either I'll get back in touch with you or I'll have someone on my team get back in touch with you. I want to thank everyone. Thanks to Amanda again for being here. Thank you, our listeners, our tribe, our community. We love you. We appreciate you. Let us know how we can best serve you. Thank you for listening to Double Your Sales. To get even more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. That's salescoachnow.com. Join us again next week to learn how to double your sales.